All right, so we are joined right now by the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He previously worked as Falcons assistant coach from 2015 to 2020. He served as their interim head coach in 2020. He was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks for three years from 09 through 2011. He served as the Rams D coordinator for the last three years. We are joined by Raheem Morris. Raheem, it is awesome to talk to you. I appreciate you making time. How you doing, Raheem? Hey, Jim Rowe, I'm doing great, man. What a great introduction, man. Uh, you're so kind to bring me on that way. Uh, you didn't mention I was a two-time Super Bowl champion. My man, you are a two-time Super Bowl champion as well. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You are not wrong, Coach. You are not wrong. Listen, it is so great to have you. It is so great to be corrected by you, and it's so great to have you. Listen, you know the saying, stay ready so there's no need to get ready. But how do you stay ready for all that comes with being hired as a head coach near the end of January? You get that gig. You hire your staff. You meet your players. You get ready for the combine and free agency. How do you stay ready for all that, and what's it been like? Jim, man, I think it's, uh, it's, I'm one of the few people that I can say they have been getting ready for this for the last um, 15 or so years um, since I uh, wasn't the head coach of Tampa anymore and just going through the process of being able to be with people and help other people um, that I've been able to work under or with or for. Um, you know, going all the way back, like you mentioned, working for Dan Quinn and helping him in his first opportunity in Atlanta uh, was a, a significant chance for me to grow and become a different person um, no differently, working with offense, defense, and special teams at Atlanta, being able to do all those different things and those walk of life. Uh, no different when I was at Washington after my opportunity with Tampa of getting a chance to go be around a guy like Mike Shanahan and really grow from his staff, his people, his leadership skills, the strong growth and, their, and everything that's been going on. And then being fortunate enough to go out to L.A. and really get a whole different walk of life, um, be able to be a part of the whole organization and watch those guys grow and to get ready to make me ready for this next opportunity here in Atlanta. And I think that gives me just the competitive urgency that you need in order to be ready for those moments. Raheem Morris bringing the energy. You know, it's amazing when you think back on it. You were just 32. There might be something of a youth movement right now, but back in 09, you were just 32 when you were named head coach, and you just mentioned your growth. It's kind of amazing when you think about it. 13 years later, how different are you as both a coach and a person overall than you were then? No, it's so much different, man. When you're just talking about your family life, um, where you are from a personal development, where you are from a football development, um, where you are from just a, um, overall uh, taking advantage of the opportunity where you're at and where you are, uh, being where your feet are, just being calm and patient, um, having the ability not to get better but to learn every single moment and every step that you've taken. I think it's just all the things that have really helped me um, throughout the process. And I think um, it was a little frustrating for other people um, that I didn't get opportunities faster, but I never took it that way. I always took it as more opportunities to develop and grow and learn. And I felt like everything was a lesson and everything was teaching me for this moment, right? Because I knew at some point it would happen or I really felt confident that it would happen. And when it did, I wasn't shocked. Um, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bitter. I didn't go through that stage of, of, um, of, of disappointment that most people do. And I think that's just the genuine attitude that I chose to take in each and every job that I had. Raheem, this is amazing. Like, you're both asking and answering the questions. You just answered, like, four questions I was going to ask you. That's how good you are at this. I was going to say, like, you made the point, like, I never got bitter. There might have been some people around me who were getting frustrated, but I never got bitter. Did you – look, NFL people know, right? People have always raved about you, so maybe deep down you knew, but were there never moments? That's a long time, 13 years. Did you never once think, hey, man, what if I don't get another opportunity? No, I don't think you think about getting an opportunity. I think if you do a really good job at the jobs you currently have, it provides you chances to get the next opportunity. And, you know, like, you never take that for granted that you're going to get that next opportunity, but you're certainly preparing for it as if you do, right? There's only um, 
32 of these jobs. And really, there's only 32 of every job that's in the National Football League. So any one of these jobs in the National Football League and whatever, any sports or whatever you want to look at, is a privilege to be a part of. So, like, for me, I, I, I took that in the everyday mentality, attitude, culture, building, uh, whatever it was um, that I wanted to make sure that I was able to contribute to uh, and, and be able to walk away from that stuff, be able to, able to steal great information or they make sure I can be able to give some great information so we can move forward. Raheem Morris joining me for a few more moments. Obviously, one of the big questions is what to do a quarterback. How are you approaching that? Like, where do you think your next quarterback is coming from? Do you have him already or probably not? You know, um, it's the elephant in the room in Atlanta, right? Who's going to be our next quarterback? And obviously, the ways we're going to be able to go about it is the ways we've been saying the whole time, right? Is either going to be free agency, there's going to be something that goes down within the college draft, or we're going to have a chance to trade for someone, right? And those are your major avenues of being given. Now, what do we have, right? We have money to be able to go buy a quarterback. We have draft capital to be able to go pick one and potentially move up or back or stay put in order to make those things happen. And you still got those trade markets because people want to do things um, in trade, right? So, like, the collaboration between myself, Terry, and this plethora of quarterback committee that I put together on our staff uh, we'll go through that, and we'll have that tedious, timely period um, that we can go through these moments and find a way um, to get the best person for us to win championships. All right, so really quickly, before I let you go, two really, really quick things. I had a conversation with Sean Payton in Vegas leading up to the Super Bowl. Obviously, he's got his own situation. You have yours. But let me ask you the same thing I asked him. What are you looking for in a quarterback? You know, when you're talking about the quarterback position, we all are going to act like uh, we have more insight than we really do. You know, we're all looking for decision makers. We're all looking for guys that can go out there and execute the game plan. We're all looking for guys that can go out and really um, lead their team and go out there and win football games, right? So that's the main thing. That's the, those are the main things. We all have different profiles of what they look like, um, what they can feel like, what they can be like. But you better use your resources and people around you. And that's why we've hired T.J. Yates. That's why we've hired Zach Robinson. That's why we hired D.J. Williams. That's why we've hired K.J. Black, Chandler Whitmire, Ken Zampezi. A bunch of guys that have been around this league for a long time that are going to have opinions on all these guys and allow our decision makers to make the decisions that we want to bring in. Raheem, one last thought. You mentioned Terry. I want to ask you about that. I want to follow up and I'll let you go. You think about those great relationships. Like You think about, you were with Rams, so you know. You think about Sean McVay and Les Snead. You think about the 49ers. You think about John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. What about you and Terry Fontenot? How critical is that connection? And how would you describe it? You know, I, I can only I can only talk about the one that I was around most recently and Les Need and Sean McVay and how their relationship just permeates throughout the building. You know, those two and their communication, how it works across our, our whole building is what I would love to have here in Atlanta. I want everybody to know how connected we are so that makes the whole building more connected. That makes us more connected with our owner. That makes us connected with the bottom person in the building to the top person in the building, whoever those people are and however you want to flip it. But if we can get those kinds of connections in our building and allow us to communicate at the highest level, that'll give us the best chance to have a competitive team uh, every single week. He is the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He is a two-time Super Bowl champ. He is Raheem Morris. Raheem, I appreciate you so much, man. Congrats. Great to have you on the show. I really appreciate you taking time, Coach. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Jim. That was not correcting you, man. That was just me getting a chance to gloat with my guy. Oh, dude, you're the best. I absolutely deserve to be corrected, man. You should. Raheem Morris is the best. God, I love that energy. So good. So, so, so good. Great hire. You see? And to those asking, what about the hood? What about the hood? Raheem Morris, love that energy.